and welcome to Zoe's Horse Bites. Zoe here. We're going to talk today about getting those hands steady whilst riding. I bring this up from experience and purely from observation of my daily interactions with horses and their humans. And if I'm honest, I actually find this subject quite frustrating. Why? Because if we're riding a horse, especially when we're rising to the trot and we haven't got steady hands, we are quite literally diminishing any, yeah, any progress, any uh, possibility for the horse to be comfortable in motion. We are, we are not able to allow the horse to learn to seek a stable contact you know contact through the reins connection um if we want to teach the horse to seek forward down in the motion or engage the hind leg where the neck rises and we need to collect the reins a little bit more and our hands are jogging up and down every motion that we make as we ride how can that be comfortable for the horse? So what I want to do is I, I just want to uh, touch base here and give some insights on how to improve that. Some of them are quite logical. Some of them you might have um, might not have heard of before. They're just tips and tricks, really. But what I, what I really want to get first into is the subject of self-development. You know, I witness to this day some people who have been riding for 20 years, maybe longer. I've known them for 20 years, so probably they've been riding longer. They're doing the same thing day in, day out, which, for you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But the point that, you know, gets, gets me a bit itchy is that they're just not progressing. It's the same riding. It's been the same for years. And one of the things that's just not getting better is those hands. Now, what do I hear from them? Oh, I got a new bit because the bit was not good enough. Oh, I got new reins because, yeah, my hands were slipping. Or, oh, this, oh, that. There's constant excuses, for example, with regards to equipment, than there is to actually looking in the mirror and looking at their own riding the worst part of that is what's happening to their horses yeah he's got a sore back again yeah she's a little bit off in the hind again yeah this is our third tendon injury on the left fore now i'm not saying that that is always the human's fault human's error you know sometimes horses do this to themselves most of the time they're with us, what, 20, 22 hours at best. And then if, like my horses, they live outside, they live outside 22 hours with 30 other horses, they get up to all kinds of tricks, all right? So not always about the human's training. But if we start to see patterns in things where things are going wrong, equipment is being changed, horses are getting injuries in their bodies, and it's all down... To one fact that the, the human is a poor 
rider, this has to be addressed. And hands, our hands, getting our hands steady is one of the key, key components. It can come from multiple areas. You know, you, you might have a really good core balance, actually, and really good leg and able to keep your back upright, not too forward, not too far forwards and not too far back. But for some reason, just can't get those hands steady. Or maybe just haven't put the time in to emphasize this particular subject. Or doesn't have enough knowledge beyond what that picture should look like of a, a good rider who is able to do all three gates in the school with steady hands. Just have no idea of that, that vision. So, and of course, that, that comes down to willingness to study, willingness to come out of their comfort zone, willingness to actually look at oneself and stuff like that. So, I've got a couple of examples I'm going to share with you now. Uh, there's a beautiful Spanish horse, and uh, it's, it's a beautiful horse, really kind, you know, absolute gem. Goes on trail rides, um, can do all three gates, uh, walk trot canter quite nicely in the arena and stuff like that. But every single time I see her schooling this horse, I hear its teeth go. I hope you can hear that in the microphone. The horse's teeth literally chatter every step it makes. And when I look at this um, horse-human combination, it's because every single stride this woman makes in the rising trot every time she goes up her hands go with her and she's pulling on the bit of the horse and the horse has actually got used to this and actually just lets go of his jaw and just lets her do her thing i wouldn't say it's very comfortable for her but it's kind of become almost a learned behavior in the horse there is no improvement the horse moves quite nicely by nature but what I've also noticed over time now is the horse starts to look tired. And um, it's one of those um, kind of pre-Andalusian typey horses where it has a bit of a dishy movement in the front legs. That is becoming less. And what I'm seeing is, especially after the horse has done some trot work, maybe five, ten minutes of trotting this way, when it comes back down to the walk, its front legs almost cross in front of its own body and it almost collapses out of the work and this to me is really frustrating because it's mostly down to the way the person rides their hands are for the lack of better words pretty disgusting really this person has lessons with an instructor i think even two instructors and I don't know personally if this subject has been addressed. Maybe it has or not. But if I was to get my hands on this person, literally hands, I would focus on their hands first because everything else is pretty okay, you know. But what really niggles me is that if this is people if people are around horses long enough, surely you're going to start to see that your own quality has to get a bit better you know surely you're going to hear your horse's teeth start to clank every time you rise up and down the horse's teeth are chattering surely surely but no they don't 
and 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 this is where it gets frustrating for me especially as a, a professional and a coach they don't want to know they don't want to hear it and they don't want to see it and if i was to teach this person the approach of how I would actually get to that subject, I would have to be real careful because if I went in there and started slamming their hands and saying, you got this problem, you got that problem, blah, 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 they could get angry at me or I could upset them. So even on the approach there, I've got to be careful so I can win their confidence, win their trust and get it to the point where we can start to take over getting them hands steady and better for their horse's benefits. So, all in all, steady hands. What have we got? Well, we should know as a rider, everything needs to be independent. Independent head, independent neck, independent shoulders, independent upper arm, independent lower arm, independent wrist, independent hands, independent fingers. Independent ribs, independent hips, independent upper leg, independent knees, independent calves, independent angles, independent feet, and dare I say it, depending on what your sport you're doing, independent toes, <laughs> okay? So everything has to become independent. And this is, for me, is what the difference is between an amateur and a master. A master rider is able to get on any horse and within a few moments kind of manage to make it almost look like their own simply because they've got their whole body figured out and they know, for example, independently that, the young horse, he needs a little bit more feel and help on this rein and less so on this rein, so their arms are already working independently. The same with their butt cheeks, the same with their calves, the same, the same, the same. So it's just like this feeling they have from experience or they're just naturally talented that they're able to just help the horse. But the main message being because they can isolate their body parts. Now, when we learn to ride, um, it's very static you know we have to learn to do this we have to learn to hold the reins in front of us we have to learn to have our heels down and our toes up and we have to keep our back straight and our hip aligned with our shoulder you know a million things it's very static and it's very hard for people to um let go especially if you know if it's not natural to you in that sense so of course then as we learn things is we have to unlearn things in order to progress so if i if i've learned how to ride and i you know i can ride pretty nice and i can do a rising trot um but for years my hands have been moving on my body it's going to be really hard to untrain that but i do have one little tip that i'm going to share with you now and even if you think your hands are steady it's a good tip to just check in on so for example when you rise to the trot if your hands are moving with you as you rise up and down assess yourself film yourself if necessary you can keep the video to yourself you don't have to be go sharing it with the world big wide world if you don't want to and look are my hands my arms my whole arms and my hands coming with my body or are they isolated and a really nice uh, check for that is um, you can pretend to be wearing like a body warmer you know those soft shell body warmers or actually wear a jacket that's soft shell so that when you rub your elbow against it it makes a sh -sh sound and then as you're riding up and down rising effectively and 
a more correct way is that your hips should be moving towards your hands so your hands are steady they're in one place and if you can bring your hips to your hands that means that your whole body is actually coming through your arms you will hear if you close your elbows a little bit in on your jacket you will hear the shh shh because your body your ribs everything is coming through your arms so your shoulder blades all the way down your upper arm and your lower arm is actually staying as almost exactly where it should be and your body is coming through your arms if your arms are moving together with your whole body just really try to picture what is going to happen to my hands my hands are actually going to move with my body therefore they're going to have a forwards backwards motion as I rise to the trot up and down therefore how can I have a steady contact to my horse's mouth if my hands are not independent okay so your hands your lower arm your upper arm your shoulders as you get more experienced you can even lift one shoulder and still keep your hands steady kind of thing if necessary or turn your shoulders to the left and still keep your hands steady in a rising trot that's that's all going to come from experience but you you have to know it first and you have to be very aware of is my body static did i learn from the riding school to go up down up down up down just to learn in order to get in sync with the horse and that has become a permanent thing or am i now learning to really ride where i oh i figured out actually i don't have to rise so far out of the saddle i don't have to do that i i can rise a little bit less and i can actually feel more flexibility in my hips maybe when i'm rising up and down i don't have to sit super deep back down into the saddle because i know i'm going to put my butt straight back up out of the saddle maybe i i um learn to ride gripping with my knees and now i've discovered i don't have to do that and then i can use the stirrups of course to balance myself to help and now i can rise up and down out of my actual core but while i'm learning that maybe before when i was gripping with my knees i was able to keep my hands steady and now i'm learning not to grip my knees it's really hard to keep my hands steady it's a journey it's it's learning to progress forwards and improve your body improve your core strength learning to ride like a lion or a lioness in in terms of stance and posture and intention and focus we're not sitting there doing nothing you know you are physically there and if we're learning to rise to the trot and i'm not even talking about sitting trot yet that's something else <laughs> um if we can learn to rise to the trot with steady hands then we can start to rise out of the saddle a little bit less a little bit less so that we're almost in a sitting trot training our brain unlearning old patterns learning new patterns to the point where eventually oh my gosh i managed to do a sitting trot the full lap of the arena keeping my hands steady you see you built up to it you you learned to progress towards that point by making mega improvements in your body getting those hands steady and then for the the other part where you know maybe somebody has really steady hands doing the rising trot but then they come to the sit trot part depending on how the horse moves and stuff like might be a big mover 
you know you've got your work cut out you've got to get your core strong and you've got to learn how to feel that rhythm and feel that motion of that horse in varying degrees of trot as well maybe a working trot extended trot whatever you got to build towards that because it's it's, it's not just a, a mental thing huh it, it really is also physical horse horse riding is a physical thing it doesn't require strength don't mistake that we don't need strength we need core strength we shouldn't be pulling on horses heads we don't need to be pulling on horses reins so hard that it almost pops their tongue out the back of their head stuff like that that's not the strength i'm talking about the strength i'm talking about is core strength you are learning to dance you are learning to stay stabilized on a moving decision-making animal beneath you so it's the practice really and that is also again where it keeps it super interesting if i'm constantly progressing and learning i'm going to start surely to get that feedback from my horse my horse is going to start to not chomp its teeth every time i rise to the trot you know it's really stuff like that and if if a horse is constantly getting injuries and stuff, we, we, we have to look at the rider. We've got to look straight at the rider, especially if it's um if riding is the main form of exercise, the main way of training, the main the sport. And the horses get repetitive injuries or repetitive problems, we've got to look at the rider. Of course, we can also talk about equipment fit, but that's not really what this podcast is about, although I, I like to hope that, that is logical. Health of the horse, teeth, stuff like that, hooves, you know, all that, of course, it's taken into consideration. But for the most part, what we're talking about here is steady hands. Check in on yourself, film yourself, ask for feedback, be open to the feedback. Don't get offended when you get feedback. Yeah, sorry, uh, your hands do move around quite a bit. Don't be offended by it. Say, okay, and you literally take it into your heart and say, okay. I'm going to get better at this. And you know why you're going to get better at it? Because it's better for your horse. And whatever is better for your horse is better in the long run. Because we love them. And they're fantastic animals. Beings. Sentient beings. And they deserve more than that. And especially if you're riding at a higher level. And you're getting through, you know, maybe to the, to the next level in dressage. I don't know. And um, you're getting lower marks because them hands ain't steady. You really need to be working on that, you know, because it's going to be almost or near impossible to move up higher if your hands are not steady. Either that, or that's just something that's just entered my head as well. Sometimes, because people's hands are not steady and they know it, okay, what they do is they hold the reins tighter and they actually use the reins to balance themselves. And of course that can also pull the horse's head in. Their intention might not be to pull the horse's head in because they know better and they don't want to ride that way, but they can't help it because their core balance is not there and they're actually using the reins to steady their hands. Therefore, the result is pulling the horse's head in. This is also something, if if you really in your deepest, deepest of hearts think, shoot, that's me, it's not difficult. You, You really can find alternatives. Work on yourself, help help yourself to help your horse. You're going to get a better quality out of the horse anyway. You're not going to labour their bodies. You're not. You're, you're going to um, put longevity into the horse, but also into yourself because bad riding, at the end of the day, is going to start to affect your own body too. And uh, you know we see a lot of uh, 
bad hips, bad knees, bad ankles, mm, shouldn't be that way. You know, it, it's um, it's not necessary. I'm very fortunate to be able to say that I don't have those troubles. But I believe that's because I constantly work on myself. And riding is not everything. I also do a lot of groundwork and a lot of liberty work. But when I do ride, I don't have a knee ache, I don't have an ankle ache. If I feel like my my stirrup should be a little a hole shorter for a trail ride, I'll do it. If my if I feel like my stirrup needs to be a hole longer or maybe two holes longer because I'm riding a different horse in a different saddle than what it normally might be, I'll do it. I'm going to do and adapt and be ready for whatever situation I'm in. There is no fixed uh, rule there. You know, if I'm riding a a quite wide flat-backed tinker my stirrups are probably going to be a little bit shorter than if I was riding an A-frame warm blood you know and then also depending on the style of the saddle because I want to be able to use my core how how my core remembers itself comfortably so that I'm able to ride that horse keep my hands steady and give it the best right if I'm not able to do that then of course it's a shame for the horse you know so get those hands steady folks think about it assess yourself learn to ride with your hips towards your hands the hips don't need to go up they need to come slightly forwards in motion with the horse in an ideal world slightly behind the horse so the horse is ahead of the motion but that again is another subject don't get too hung up on that and Assess, you know, bring your elbows in a little bit close. If you're wearing a shell jacket or just pretend you're wearing a shell jacket and assess, do my arms, are they fixed to to my sides and my whole body rises up and down out of the saddle together or are they isolated? If they are isolated, fantastic, you're halfway there. Now you need to figure out how to keep them hands steady and therefore you just look at bringing your hips towards your hand and stabilize your body through its core not by hanging on by your knees by using utilizing your stirrups if you need to to balance yourself and learn to ride from your core and when i say core i'm talking about the very middle part of your body mostly in the lower region in your in your psoas and your lower back region and uh, upper legs that that's what holds you onto the horse um, even bareback riding, this this is the secret to good balance. If your upper body is stiff and your arms are too straight, you are actually vulnerable on the horse and if they were to spook, you would fall off to the side. If your elbows are bent and your butt is comfortable in the saddle and you are able to keep your hands steady when that horse spooks or shifts to the side too quickly or unexpectedly, you've got a much higher chance of staying on the horse because your body will be in sync with the horse especially if your hands are steady and for the most part I could quite literally talk about this now for hours because there's so many branches that come off this but I just wanted to touch base there get those hands steady and um, yeah your horse will be thankful for it so thanks for listening and I hope you tune in to my next episode This is Zoe, signing out. You have been listening to Zoe's Horse Bites podcast. 
Powered by Get Good With Horses courses and online training academy by Zoe Code.